the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you ever want to talk about, we could talk about. Talking about politics, uh, I'm just not very good at it. But it, it does bleed into what we do here on Wall Street and with our investing for, you know, our minds with retirement. So there's going to be a little bit more of that. I try to do my best to come across as non-biased. Um, I could piss people off two ways. I could talk about a Republican idea, and I piss off the Democrats. I could talk about a Democratic idea and piss off the Republicans, right? It's seriously, in my opinion, just not worth doing. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, big stories out there today are few and far between. There's not a lot of action going on. It's moving into earnings season, so if we latch onto one idea, it, it, like yesterday, Pelosi and Trump got into pretty heated debate. <laughs> um, one said third-rate politician. One heard third-grade politician. That's pretty funny. So, and that's in the news. Netflix. Um, that was fast. <laughs> uh, I like good production. Netflix warned that increased competition from the launch of new streaming services could harm its subscriber growth. We knew that. The company also said price increases has hurt growth in the United States, and we knew that would happen too. To combat the two issues, subscriber growth, competition, and subscriber growth tied towards costs, Netflix said it's going to continue to invest billions of dollars in new content to keep subscribers hooked. That's kind of a crazy thing to say out loud. Netflix has admitted what we knew, talking about Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus. Interesting that they both latched onto pluses, right? Along with several other major media brands like HBO has an over-the-top service. NBC will early next year called Peacock. Um, so there's a lot of competition coming. And I'll be honest with you, there's the because it's digital, it's almost refreshing. Do you remember when you would get a, a phone contract? For the last 20 years, I've had a digital phone, right? Cellular phone. And they've always had these weird contracts until just recently. The 
contracts went something like this. You have to lock in for two years at this plan. You get 1,000 unlimited minutes, or one, uh, unlimited minutes, 1,000 texts, and two hours of phone time. And you're like, well, wait, 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 what did I just agree to? Wait, okay. What is this? Wall Street loves that. So, um, kind of Netflix is doing the same thing now. They're, they're kind of looking at the competition. They're saying, like, we, you don't have to lock into a plan. I've got YouTube TV. I like it, but let's say they kill my favorite channel, um, ESPN. They say it's too expensive to carry ESPN. We want to make 60 bucks a month, and we don't want to go to 70 But Disney is pressuring us to raise the prices for ESPN+. Plus. Therefore, we're going to kick it off. You can cancel your contract with no question. Same thing with Netflix. I did just get an email recently uh, from Netflix, and it made me think, do I really want to keep this? Uh, Netflix raised prices with its most popular high-definition streaming plan going from $10.99 per month to $12.99 per month. Netflix said the price was increases partially to blame for the subscriber mess. So uh, just throw that out there. Netflix's stock reacted fairly well to their earnings. It's been a company that's been easy to hate for the whole year. In large part, we've been, say, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV+. Plus. Um, and because of that, it, it's certainly taken a toll on the stock, underperforming the market this year. And a lot of people wanted to kick them out of FANG, FANG being Facebook, Alphabet, Google, Netflix, uh, Google, uh, Amazon could be thrown in there too. If you want to say a double A N G, and the, the loser of that group has been Netflix this year. So I'm not going to get excited or anything like that. But it, it, I'll say this: it's nice to see for Netflix to have a, a, a positive response in their earnings to their earnings quarter. Um, and they're not left for dead, and they they flat out said that. Uh, I'm not saying that the way I want to today. 73% of Americans rank their finances as their number one stress in life. Was that you? Finances. Let me think about that for a second. Is that my number one stress? For me, it's not. Capital One released results of the new CreditWise survey. Results found that finances are the number one cause of stress, 73%. Politics is the number two cause of stress at 59. I could believe that. People get worked up. What was refreshing living in Washington, D.C. is because everyone's jobs, not everyone, but a lot of jobs there are tied towards politics. No one talks politics. Nobody ever told me that politics was going to be so much fun. Um... Conversation last night in the black household. Oh, seems black. Black. Did he really write that letter? Did, did <laughs> it's surreal? The letter to the Turkish president. Go take a look at it if you want to go back 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 back, back to high school. Say what? Um, so that's kind of interesting that finance uh, politics. Finance is a big stress, followed by politics, then work, and then family. 
um, I would say his family is my biggest stress. Younger generations are even more stressed about finances than older. Generation Z, 82% millennials, 81%. I can believe that. Uh, we talk sometimes about capitalism and why I love it. It's worked out for me. I put in a lot of work in my 20s, and it's, it, it had a nice fruition to me. But I could, if, I, if I were working for AT&T, if I was working for Cisco Systems, I think I'd hate it. I would definitely be out of the state of California because my my skill set in other things non-financial, pro- probably like a fifty dollars to $100,000 a year job. My skill set in money, yeah, you can pay me a couple million. I'll earn it for you. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I'm not stressed about money. To me, it's just um, I, I was paid well. I created a lot of wealth. But are you stressed about money? I'd love to hear I don't hear a lot from you. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. That's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. On the iHeartRadio app. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing in more. The EU and the UK have reportedly reached a compromise that would allow for an orderly Brexit. (laughs) We've been talking about this story, it feels like, daily. Um, It definitely for a year and a half, and it just keeps creeping back into the headlines. Approval in Parliament isn't a done deal, however, as the DUP has already voiced its disapproval of the compromise proposal along with the opposition Labor Party. Uh, Maybe I should say something bold like, oh, I just want to live to the day that I see the Brexit deal done. Maybe it's like the Boston Red Sox never winning the World Series, never winning the World Series, never winning the World Series, having the World Series jinx, and then boom, they did it. It's over, and you're like, oh. That wasn't that bad. That wasn't that tough. Netflix is up 8% on a better than feared third quarter. That's a funny way of putting it, right? Subscriber additions in the third quarter came in lower than expected. Again, gun to your head real quick. What are you going to get for the next 10 years? Disney Plus or Netflix? But it doesn't have to be that way. But just for the fun of it, which one are you going to get? And knowing that Disney's a little bit cheaper. I don't know. I don't really like the variety. The thing I like about Netflix is the comedy specials, but they don't do like music specials at all. Why not? I don't get it. Um, documentaries are okay. Yeah, I, I don't. That's I, I think I'm going to go into Netflix. No, no, then I'm going to go Disney because I'm like Star Wars and the superhero movies. Are they cinema? Are they not cinema? U.S. and China are still working out a text document of the phase one agreement that was agreed to, but the text hasn't been put onto writing. It's so crazy. I guess politics are stressful. I guess I am feeling that one for sure. Total housing starts 
declined a disappointing 9.4% month-to-month in September. Single-family starts were up three-tenths of a percent. IBM's lower. They came up shy of third-quarter revenue expectations. IBM is a value stock. If you ever want to see what could happen to tech companies, that would be a nightmare for you with your tech investments. Take a look at IBM. IBM was the major tech company in the 70s and 80s for a large part of the U.S. market. And it's just, it's just boring. It, it, the stock is just boring. But that's kind of a good thing about this show, right? One of the things I say oftentimes is, like, how many stocks can you own? Like, I like Costco for sure. But why when you can own Amazon? As far as an investment goes, right? Or why when you can say Target? And you can you can build a case for it. One analyst on Wall Street's building a case for Amazon stock. I always feel weird. Is it Amazon.com stock or is it Amazon stock? Amazon.com stock has 35% upside. So says this analyst today. He says a $2,400 price target. He's still tinkering with the, the current businesses that he can you know, digest. His backstory on it is Amazon's still gaining on the woes of traditional retail. Let me stop and think about that for a second. I think so. I will say this has been the first calendar year of my life, though, that I've probably done less Amazon than more. I just, the packages, the packages, like, oh, we're always getting packages. You know, if you elect me president, I will put to death porch thieves, porch pirates who steal your packages. That's going to be the platform that I run on. I'm going to be tough on porch pirates, tough on email spammers, and uh, tough on robocalls. How tough, you say? Ah, I'll let the state decide if it's gas, electricity, death by bullet. But uh, back to Amazon. I'm I'm stumping, and I'm not supposed to be stumping here on the show. They got the Amazon Web Service. They're taking business from other retailers still. Stock has trailed the broader market this year, up 18% year-to-date. But it is, in the last year, it's kind of been on a performer because last uh, October of 2018, uh, October of 2018, October, November, December, the market's got sloppy and slippery. And we're like, "Uh uh-oh, we may not be able to afford Christmas bonuses. Markets went down. But Amazon Web Services... Um, has a lot of upside, as does their traditional retail, as does other things we don't know about. The one-day prime shipping, it's going to be an investment. So you're going to probably see that reflected in their earnings. So $2,400 price target is nice upside, but there's some risk to the stock. The reason Amazon Web Services may grow at a slower pace is because the company is leaning more toward long-term deals with enterprise clients. The trade-off there creates more sustained growth. So, $2,400. I see another analyst at $2,500, $2,515. I see $2,550 price target. The highest I see on the street is $2,750 on Amazon. Again, I think Amazon could... uh, invent a couple more categories on what we need delivered.
What else do you still go out for? Uh, not, they didn't really do well at the uh, food delivery. They're doing okay, but uh, Walmart's putting up a fight there. Interesting to see, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. CSX, big train company, um, had their price target raised to $78 from 77 It's a $71 stock. When you take a look at it, there's just not that many trading companies that you can invest in or that operate publicly traded that are big and scalable. And they all can tend to have their own little thing. Kansas City Southern has the you know the the shipments from Mexico. The CXS CSX is a little bit more of a broader shipper, but they had a record operating ratio. They maintained their full year outlook. Trains went through a big tech upheaval um, and kind of modernized back in the eighties. It was a tough tough thing to own in the seventies. In the 80s, it became a very easy business to understand. Um, that's a long time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Big seminar coming up right around the corner. You can learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is a man called The Head and the Heart. It's on my iPod. Am I allowed to say iPod? No, it's on my music services. And now you're saying, which music service do you use? This tells me a lot about a man. Whoa. Spotify? Or Apple Music? Or Google? Who uses Google Music? I would imagine anyone who's using Google Music is somehow on the FBI's most wanted list. I'm just extrapolating back data there. Number one song. It's the third number one song for the head and the heart. Way back, 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 back in 2016, they, all we ever knew. And way back, 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 back in 2011, lost in my mind. Can you imagine coming out with three number one songs? Not too shabby, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, sometimes Wall Street can be a little bit on the dull side. I try to make it sexy. Obviously, uh, talking about McDonald's and something you know, right? You once were a child. You once craved Happy Meals that made you terribly unhappy. Your parents were never good with them. I talk about things that you can understand, like video games. One thing that I don't do is talk a lot about quant. I'll talk about millennials, but quant's tough to do. Bernstein Research has um, they put together a portfolio. A lot of okay, so companies like Fidelity and TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, they've got model portfolios on their web page. Standard and Poor's, 
even the research analysts have things that we're putting our, our best ideas, kind of less tech ideas, growth ideas, income ideas. And Bernstein Research has done pretty good on fundamental research for the last 20 years. And they're coming out with a list, and I love lists. So research I love, lists I love, you combine the two, and I'm a happy man. And some of their stocks, when they start putting together their disciplines, uh, fundamental research with quantitative research, quant's just numbers. It would be almost like a spouse saying, um, okay, well, I will marry you, but we need to have um, business time 2.5 times a week. And you're like, whoa, you, you, what's what's the point five? Right? Quant is all math. And I can say that I prefer quant over a good story. If you were to show me the financial statements of 10 companies, I could show you which one I would probably want to own, one through 10. And you give me five years of financials, like I could say, okay, this is my growth stock. Like You should be able to do that. It's all in the numbers, right? You're looking for revenue growth. You're looking for earnings growth. You're looking for anything mathematical, quarter-to-quarter growth, year-over-year growth, sales growth, earnings growth, margin expansion. So Bernstein comes out with a list, and Philip Morris is on it. Now, here's the thing. If I, when I say Philip Morris, you're like, boo, cigarettes, cancer, Marlboro Man. Like, your images come to your head. But if I were to show you the financial statement, you'd be like, whoa, that's a pretty good-looking company. I wonder, I wonder what they do. CVS Health, another kind of boring stock, right? But if you look at just the financial statement, if you look at the earnings projections, it makes a lot of sense. Southwest Airlines got an email from a pilot, uh, retired pilot from United, and it was kind of funny. He was asking me a financial question. But in it, he said, sorry, we're the airline that you don't really like. <laughs> I'm like, did I say that or is that just the general assumption? For the record, I, I, I'm, I'm likely over it. I used to, uh, being in radio and television, any bad story you got, you kind of times it by 10. You amplified it. I had a very bad experience on United. So... Uh, and it was so simple, and yet it's so complicatedly stupid. It's so typical airline, like just not customer service friendly, resolving issues. It's, well, that's the rules. I once had a, uh, a flight, two flights, me and my loved one. Um, she couldn't make the first part of the flight, so she's, she called and said, hey, can I move my flight from 7 to 10? And I said, yeah. So we, I go there. I get there before she does. She comes in a couple hours later because she's going to make her flight. We, we look to come home a couple weeks later, and they canceled her round trip because she canceled the first leg. And I'm like, oh, boy, did I, li- I light up. And that's my beef that I have with United. I don't care about their stewardesses or their stewards. I, it's not like they're good or bad. I don't care about their food. It's not like it's good or bad. But one bad example of customer service and uh, they they didn't make the system right because this person had canceled the first leg of her flight. They canceled the second leg. And then when she wanted to fly the day of, it was a $1,000 mistake. What is the matter with you? 
I know, right? It shouldn't be that tough, but anyway, Goldman Sachs is in the news. Goldman Sachs is in the news. They're slashing employee pay. Why are they slashing employee pay at Goldman Sachs? Now, first and foremost, let me lead with this. I don't have a Goldman Sachs credit card because Goldman Sachs kind of was this investment firm that they were going for much bigger money than I was worth in my 20s. But they now have a credit card, and you know who it's with? Apple. So let's, let's see what Goldman Sachs had to say this quarter. The average Goldman Sachs employee earned $246,000 last year. Now, in 2009, the average employee earned $527,000 at Goldman Sachs. Ladies, don't let your kids grow up to be cowboys. Push them to become investment bankers was the story in 2009. That's a pretty big price drop for investment bankers, huh? Goldman Sachs is on track to pay its employees the lowest of any year in its last, in at least the past decade. They're going more for the Apple credit card users versus the um, small business who wants to expand their, their real estate portfolio. They've set aside a very mathematical formula on how they pay their employees. A lot of firms do. And they set aside 35% of its revenue for staff compensation and benefits. Benefits are going up every year, right? As benefits going up in cost, you could probably expect income to not go up. Maybe get eaten away at. The average Goldman employee earned $246,000. Down from $527,000. That's an industry that's been, how we say, disrupted by the internet. Trading became far less lucrative for banks after the financial crisis era rules discouraged hedge fund-like bets, and central banks drain volatility from the markets. At the same time, human traders have been disrupted by electronic firms and digital digitization. So you keep looking like at Netflix and say, they're the winner of digitization. Out of Napster came Netflix. Napster really ruined... A lot of businesses. Do you remember the first time you ever used Napster? You used it. Come on. I wonder if our kids will even understand this. Because they've grown up in a world of of music services. Hey, Dad, give me your phone. I want to play a song. Where I was like, hey, Dad, take me to the record store. I want to buy an album. Uh, And then it came to the point of like, hey, you don't have to buy an album. You can just download it. Woo. Steal it? I uh, know. So back to uh, Bernstein. I always think the Bernstein Bears, and I hated the Bernstein Bears. Were there cartoons from your childhood that you hated? I hated the Bernstein Bears. Don't know why, but I did. So that put that in your pipe and smoke it, right? Um, oh, my, my, my. So Occidental Petroleum is on Bernstein's list, the quant list. Remember how you could just buy stuff based on numbers? Occidental Petroleum, not in a sexy business. They're not going to come up with uh, Oil Pipeline 2.0 or Oil oil 2019 Beta. It's not going to happen. 
Could you invest purely on math? That's a big question. Again, one of the biggest financial stresses, one of the biggest stresses in people's lives is financial. Is that you? Could you do just numbers? You know, I I've probably have told you, I have a cop friend who's uh, always asked me questions. He's a nice enough man. Um, it's a little annoying when he asks me about Beyond Meat. I'm like, if you want to buy it, buy a little bit now, buy a little bit later. He wanted to buy it when it was on the way up, but he doesn't want to buy it on the way down. So he's teaching me something about himself. He also said, what do you think about buying pg and I'm like, you like drama. Do you like drama in your investing or can you just do the numbers? He's telling me, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Each calls in the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more, trying to get you to retirement. It's kind of weird if I look back at the years of the people who've kind of ebbed and flowed in my life from both radio and television, whether it's the girl who's 33, who's single, has been trying to buy a house for 10 years and finally does it. I don't hear from her for the next five years, and then bam, she's back there and she has another question about having a baby or something like that. There's a lot of life events, essentially, that, that push financial decisions and financial concerns and financial stresses. Earlier in the show, we talked about a large portion. The number one stress in people's lives is their financials. And it's funny because it's not for me, so I didn't even think about that. When it comes to finances with me, I'm like, I'm going to do the best I can. And worst case scenario, I'll get a job as an Uber driver or work at Home Depot and shake people's hands or call people or, or dial people or punch in their data. I don't care. My plan B isn't the worst thing in the world. Keep in mind, my plan A <laughs> when I was 18 was to work from 18 to 35 and then find uh, the most beautiful person on the planet and sell oranges and apples on the beach. And I, I, you could probably go to Trader Joe's and buy the produce there and just walk two blocks, three blocks to the beach and sell it, right? You don't have to have big money. And that was my plan. That was my, my goal for retirement. And then you start thinking, oh, do I want kids? Do I not want kids? Oh, do I want a house or not want a house? See how the life events kind of form your financial pressures? I thought 35 years old, beautiful person, beach, selling fruit, skimpy clothing, was sounded sexy. Then you start thinking reality, and like I guess that's where the stresses come in, right? So my goal is to try to get you a little stress-free best way to do that is to automate things. We talked a little bit earlier in the show about quant investing, where you just use the numbers. Some people want to see a software company with a price-to-sales ratio of somewhere between two and four. Maybe a hardware company somewhere with a price-to-sales ratio, price of the company versus the number of sales it does, somewhere between one and three. Maybe if it's a quote-unquote dot-com company, we could do a price-to-sales ratio of eight. But we want sales. That's kind of important. And again, it's a very quant thing. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of quants. So one of my favorites is a guy named uh, O'Shaughnessy. Don't ask me to spell it. For some reason, I can't spell Irish names. 
Just... Oh, Shaughnessy. There's another one. Hennessy. Uh, if you look up the Hennessy funds, he comes from a long line of, uh, uh, I was going to say gremlins, and I was like, no, no, leprechauns. That's what I was trying to come with. But he could come from a long line of gremlins because gremlins are Irish too, right? Irish for a day, at least on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so Shaughnessy and Hennessy. I used to have uh, Neil Hennessy on my TV show all the time. He was he was just a good quote, if that makes any sense to you. And he was a quant guy. I remember once on CNBC, I saw him and he talked to Maria Bartiromo, and uh, he said, "I see the Dow at." 37, 35,000 in seven years. So it was like 2017. He said, 2024. I see it at 30,000. And Maria Bartiromo was like, oh, oh, what? That's such a big number. As if big numbers like fool someone like a Maria Bartiromo. She certainly knows what a three carat diamond looks like versus a quarter of a carat. Awesome. I know you're saying you're being mean today. Yes, I'm being mean. Trying to prove my point about big numbers. Um, But she was flabbergasted. She was like, Neil, you can't say that. That's that's crazy talking. He goes, Maria, because he's got this southern accent. Maria, Maria, I'm trying trying to do like an Elvis and it's not coming out. Maria, oh, oh, baby, Maria. Um, Money doubles every 7.2 years, Maria. I want a banana sandwich. I like the way you say that. So if money doubles every 7.2 years, and the Dow's at 15,000 right now, then in about seven years, it'll be a Dow 30,000. He doesn't even think twice. He just lays it down, and Maria's like, bam! I know you're saying. You need some coffee. I do. It's earning season. Taiwan Semiconductor makes a lot of semiconductors. They, um, you and I come up with an idea for a semiconductor. Semiconductor that is going to triple computing power. Now, we don't really want to go out and buy semiconductor equipment because it's expensive. We only have this one tripling semiconductor that we only expect to sell it to 100 people because we're going to commoditize it and get maximum pricing out of it, which is kind of a weird thing to say, commoditize it. Because isn't commodities, typically, don't you get like a, a uniform pricing? Typically. But if we pull a... Um, Saudi Arabia or OPEC, we're going to say, okay, we're only going to sell a hundred of these, and then it's scarcity. You can't you create demand from scarcity, right? So Taiwan Semiconductor makes semiconductors. Again, a little too deep for me to talk about investments on a regular basis. It's fantastic because I looked back twenty years ago at some of my notes recently, and it was the semiconductor stocks. The semiconductor equipment stocks that made me stop and go, wow. And what makes me go, wow, is how many of them are now out of business or have been acquired. There's a lot of tech companies. You tend to know the giants like the Facebooks that are the kind of the monopolies, the Apples. But a lot of tech companies, in my opinion, are meant to be rented and not owned. And a lot of them are meant to be acquired, and their business plan isn't to stay in the game forever. So it's a trade. It's a it's it's a constantly changing market. Like I remember CMOS and Symer and Novellus, all gone now, all part of other companies. Anyhow, I'm digressing. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.